0: These are all in the show notes. So the first thing is that you can take the which Claire are you quiz. And this is a quiz I created where you can put in sort of how, you know, you you can see how you use your intuition naturally and what that means. You know, are you mainly clairvoyant? Are you mainly clairaudient? Which is the strongest Claire in you? So that's available to you at katesaintclair.com. Also in the show notes, however, is the link to that. Um, if you join the community and, or I believe take the quiz, you get to be part of our free community. And the minute you sign up for that, you'll get a 10 week video worksheet podcast, um, course, and it's free and sort of each week builds on, uh, creating and developing a really sound intuition for you. And again, there's a video for you and each, we there's worksheets and then there's a podcast that I did to sort of just really bring it all home so you can keep building that beautiful intuition within yourself. And then of course, there's the be guided and be great book, which is it is good for beginners. I've gotten some feedback from people that really don't think a lot about intuition and it's sort of blown their mind. and I have, gotten feedback about the book from people that are intuitive. They kind of already know they're intuitive. They sort of have an idea of how, and this book has just really deepened their understanding, the practicality and sort of a formula for how this all comes together. So you have an intuition, you can use control and trust. So again, the links to that are in the show notes. And of course you can go to katestclair.com to find any and all of these things. I'll see you there. Welcome to another episode of the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Okay. Welcome to episode 66. Uh, today's podcast is called the X factor to trusting your intuition and the five steps to get you there. So talking to all kinds of, um, what's the right word? You know, the different talents within each of us in terms of our natural intuition, That that's a huge, um, gap, you know, between people that don't, well, there's certainly people that don't even believe it's a thing. And then there are people that are just very, very good at it. Um, whether that just be our psychic or sort of humane, um, psychic, intuitive guidance, everybody has that, uh, and then some people are also a medium on top of that, which takes our psychic senses and applies it to uh, being able to talk to, communicate, know, sense, see um, other dimensions, you know, whether that be a little bit lower in the ghost realm or higher vibrational dimensions, like um, our loved ones on the other side, um, even higher, the angelic realm. And some people have a real comfort with a particular Um, dimension or energy within that context (laughs) you know we all know some people that just love ghost stuff and we we all know somebody who just really loves the angel stuff and then maybe they don't like the human experience and they definitely don't want to talk about the ghost stuff (laughs) so our intuition our psychic senses is how we communicate with the other dimensions um And it is how we are guided in the human dimension. So everybody does have intuition and within that context, like let's just, if we focus uh, today on the people that are, you know, whether you're just really intuitive and you're still sort of trying to figure out the how, um, how talented am I? That seems to be that like this lifelong question for people and Because I've worked with so many people, I'm going to tell you there's two real ways to be intuitive in the world. There's two real ways to learn about your intuition, express it, experience it, and just really know and learn and develop how intuitive you are and how intuitive you can be. And I'm going to just give you the X factor right up front is that we earn intuition. So if you're like me i really try to shut it off and turn it off and shut it down when i was younger because i just didn't understand it was so overwhelming and nobody could explain it to me so i had no interest in developing it because i really just wanted it all to stop and maybe you can relate to that too or maybe you always kind of knew you knew things on some level and maybe you always knew you could trust what you got of people you know if you knew that this person was just a really safe great person and you never flinched on that even maybe when they didn't behave perfectly you just knew like fundamentally this is a good trustworthy person and maybe vice versa if you're like this person looks perfectly normal but man there's something super off you know you just really trusted these parts of yourself so healthy intuition is you kind of into you're already integrated your intuition you know you can trust yourself with these kind of whispers of information that you get or just these knowings that you have or some people call them gut instincts but I'm my whole book is in the name of getting it off the guts and turning it on to your Claire's how you communicate with your guidance um unhealthy intuition is what which uh, what I had is even if I got guidance like that, like this person is really safe, I just wouldn't trust them, you know, because I really didn't trust myself. And or this person looks normal but they feel really scary I wouldn't trust that and I'd I'd convince myself I was being judgmental or um, you know sometimes even my dad would say like what do you have a chip on your shoulder even though I was like there's something really off here I would be shamed and made fun of for any sort of admission of anything other than everybody is perfect and lovely Which I have to say most well all the time I was right when I was a kid I I could read people really good and it took me a long time to learn that about myself and deprogram um, all the ways I came away from that just knowing that I knew so there are two ways that we practice our intuition. And then there are five steps to get you to that X factor every time. So, that again, that X factor is we earn it. We earn it every day. And how we earn it is we are willing to use our intuition, we're willing to develop a relationship with it. And eventually, we learn to trust it. And then after that, it starts to integrate where it just becomes who you are. It's a natural part of life. It's natural in you. It's natural in others. It's not this big, scary, weird, um, earned thing in that I'm a good girl, but rather earned in the, I'm using my clairs. I'm using my skills. They're getting stronger. I trust them. I understand how my guides talk to me. I understand how guides can talk to other people you know, we sort of earn it in that regard. And the reason that's such a big X factor is because I have—I can't tell you how many people I've come across in my life that have um, maybe had things handed to them. You know, maybe there is somebody whose spouse makes all the money and they get to live at the status of that wealth. And um, there's this sort of unspokenness that that that's that's their earning too and and certainly in some ways it is and i'm not debating that but um, you know, sometimes there's a parent that had certain statuses, you know, that the adult children sort of still think that they're in that status and, and maybe their status is different, but in their mind and in the reality, that's absolutely the level that they themselves have got to. And so they go through life like that. Well, the thing about intuition, and I've just seen this so many times is it is a experience that people think you can give them. So even as a mentor, um, I've had clients over the years where I've given them instruction, you know, based off what the guides have said that they need to do to practice. They don't do it and they still expect the results, you know, because they have paid for the session or they can pay for it. So they think they, through the paying of working with their intuition through my work, that they too deserve that experience. And just, it's just been an interesting thing where there are some personalities or belief systems where some people just understand, they have to put in the effort, they have to, this is not something I can give them, even if I wanted to, I couldn't. And so we do have to understand that intuition is an earned gift. It's something that if you don't use it within yourself, you won't trust it and it won't integrate. Um, So I want to say that plainly. It's just, it's one of the few things in this life that you cannot, it cannot be handed to you and it cannot be purchased directly. You know, you can pay, you know, somebody like me to help you learn about it and give you the exact specific steps to experience it, but you have to show up and do the work. And Of course, the students that do the exercises, they take seriously what the guides have to say, they experience their intuition, they use it, they know how that feels on them. And that's really how you develop that deep trust in that by by the experience of using your own intuition. I don't know why, but I feel like kind of comparing it to like a parent, you know, we earn our children's love and respect and trust every day. And Um, Almost in every conversation, we are earning the respect that they give us. And what do I mean? It's it's just like I cannot take out a bad day on my kids. I can't dump on them. Otherwise, they'll lose respect and trust for me. So really every day, because I'm so protective of my relationship with them, I invest everything I have into the relationship with them. I'm not going to piss it away on just a, you know, I'm not a perfect parent. But I am very conscious of how that trust and their relaxation and um, respect for me, I earn that every single day. And I see the people in their lives that don't think that way. They just think they have a title. So the kids should just give that to them. That's just not how it goes. It's earned. You know, whether that be our marital partner, it's that is something as, as everybody knows that You know, those things can add up and then there's no disrespect, you know, there's no respect, (laughs) there's no trust. (laughs) So that's, that's how intuition really is the same. It is a relationship. It is something that, you know, like with relationships, you can get therapy to help support your success in relationships. That's the same with intuition. You can hire an intuitive coach like myself to guide you, but you really have to earn this. You have to do it on your own. So we're going to kind of talk about how this plays out, some of the things that can come up, some little troubleshooting, and then we'll get to the five just really solid steps that you can do over and over that just really gets you to that X factor to the point where your intuition is integrated and you trust it and you respect it. And when there's that level of trust and respect for your intuition, there's a trust and respect for yourself and your guides. That's really that. (sighs) Ah, <sighs> that's really that magical spot where you don't doubt yourself. You don't doubt your guides. Yeah, you can be afraid and you could be as scared of the next step, you know, if your guidance is like, "Hey, take this step." All of those feelings can certainly still come up. But in terms of your guidance, that's not a thing you doubt anymore. If somebody's in your presence and they're like, ah, bullshit intuition, that's not a real thing. It doesn't offend you anymore because you, uh, you know, it is like (laughs) the truth about intuition too, is it's, it's not that because you could, you could spend your whole life trying to prove it to other people. But today's podcast is the real critic that you have to overcome every day is yourself. When you experience it. And you trust it because it's turned out to be true for you over and over and over again. That's the critic you have to impress. And once she is satisfied, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of it because you'd have no desire to control other people. Because, well, it's like if I can see angels. Then why would I care if you don't believe in angels I understand what it's like to not have seen them because they're you know I saw them when I was little but I went a long time without seeing them as an adolescent and as a young adult so I, I know that feeling so why would I try to argue with you all you're saying to me is you've not experienced that you know some people haven't experienced genuine love some people haven't experienced parenthood in this life I have no doubt in past lives they have and I have no doubt in future lives they will so what where they're at right now is none of my business and that's what it is with intuition once you know how you do intuition it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and you give them the grace to have whatever opinion they have because you know oh they're telling you they've just never experienced it and you can just be like ah shit I have and that feels really good and then you can be really grateful and really appreciative of all the freaking amazing things that our intuition exposes us to, right? It's not just the gloom and doom stuff. But when your intuition's integrated, you can handle that stuff. You can go, oh, I see that. I know what to do about that and put it in the rear view mirror rather than in your, you know, in the front of the road. So let's jump into, excuse me. Let's talk about the first way that intuition is experienced and learned to be trusted and then integrated. So the first way, of course is personally, right? So whether we're little intuitive kids or this sort of comes to us maybe in our 20s, some people not until their 40s, you know it's there with you the whole time. but maybe it's not an issue that you real, you really are being called to understand your intuition. So a lot of false belief systems, let's just say the biggest false belief system that I see is people are like, once I can predict every damn thing for myself, then I'll share it with others. Um, the joke's on us because, oh my gosh, you know, as I'm talking, I realize I have jingle bell earrings on and they are, every time I move my hair, there's a jingle bell. So I apologize if you're hearing jingle bells, they're my earrings. <laughs> so Merry Christmas. Okay, so let's just say um, the the absolute truth is your guides will never let you predict 100% of your life. I mean, life is meant to be lived. So more times than not, they'll actually block guidance from you because they don't want you sitting there asking them every outcome of every damn thing because the point of life is to experience it, not to predict it, not to control it. Uh, It is to surrender, let go and trust, right? And if we are like everything we do, we start asking them, they're just never going to let that be the way you get to do life. So more times than not the block stuff. And then if you happen to be really skilled and you just happen to get stuff, Oh, the guides might do a little something to make it a little bit different because again, they don't want you sitting there asking their approval or opinion. That's not the point of guidance. The guidance is like making sure our boat's kind of going down the right river. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they want us to keep going. They don't want us to stop, get out of the damn boat every minute, do this big theatrical stuff ask them all these questions and get on our journey again. I mean, we got to keep flowing in our boats here to get to our destinations. So They will never let that work out. Um, The paradox too is, I don't know. It's like I could have all this prediction. I could have all this psychic experience. I could see the angels. I could get all this psychic information for myself. And there was always something missing. And it really wasn't until I start started to work with other people. And that does mean professionally for me. I don't think that's true for everybody. But for me, there was just so much healing that needed to take place. And some people, there's not that quite extreme. So for me, I really had to be really vulnerable and read for others. And it wasn't until I started to read for others. It's like, I didn't really... Think about birth guides. I mean, I loved Sonia Choquette's Ask Your Guides book. You know, I was kind of like very vague about guides and kind of oh tip, tiptoed around them. Okay. Maybe there's some guides. Maybe you guys kind of, kind of help me, you know, do you kind of give a shit about any of this? But I, every time I took a client, I would see one guide would step up and one guide would talk to me. And just one was like front and center, every single client I had. And I'm like, what is the difference between this guide and my guide kept saying, what's your birth guide? I'm your birth guide. You have a birth guide. And I was like, birth guide? You know, what the hell is a birth guide? And so then I started to like talk to my own guide, like, well, okay, let me sit in meditation. And gosh, can you kind of like show me what you look like? You know, and before long, I just saw this big plume of hair and I heard her name and she was really consistent day after day. And with time, I could hear her, you know, because back then my thoughts were still And sounded like my thing, you know, all guidance still sounded like my own thinking voice. So I was still really not clear when she was talking. And and again, that was way harder for me to talk to my own guide because she's been with me since I was born versus if somebody else's guide stepped in front of me and they were talking, all I'd have to do is like, slow it down. Can you say it again? Can you slow it down? Other than that, I could hear them because it was a new voice to my clear audience. And so really like putting myself in the situation of strangers, I don't know anything about the client. I don't know anything about their spiritual guides. And when I could just see these things play out, then I could apply it to myself. And it was harder to read for myself than others. Because like I said, you're used to that texture. You're used to your guide. You're used to their voice, which unfortunately will start, will still sound like your thinking voice until you put in the time to really work with audience to learn, oh, that was sarcastic, or that was a different tone, or my guide talks with a very different cadence than I do. So that's number two on this kind of personal, when we're learning our own intuition, um, learning to... Re- even for ourselves, sometimes reading for others is easier and reading for others can help us learn more about ourselves, about our own intuition. And so that's a really important step when you're learning to trust your own guides for your own, your own life. And the third and final one we'll talk about, there are many others, but to get this podcast at a good time, let's go to just three today. And the third one is free will. So even earlier, certainly as I was young, uh, because my intuition was so like shamed and like, oh, you have a chip on your shoulder, not like, oh, tell me more why you get this feeling from this person. But it was like, you're an asshole. So I really didn't trust myself. I, I really had to learn to slow it down and bring it back and then really hear what I had, what the guidance I was getting for for subjects in my life. And still, even when I learned my guide's name, even when I learned who she was, I still had a habit of rebellion. Um, just cause I was a little kid, I didn't trust adults and that went with my guides and I didn't consciously know that. But like if she told me to go left, I'd go right just because I was like, ugh, don't tell me what to do. And I was really humbled. I've shared this story before, but I was really humbled when I had, um, let's see, it was after, let's see. And I think I'm, I just had my son And there was somebody in my family that my guides were really trying to get me to have insanely strong boundaries with. And I just kept overriding the guidance because I wanted this person in my life. And I wanted to have this person I wanted because this person had a very precious title to me and I was not willing to let that go. And so this family member was going through a great loss. So I thought, look, come into my home. You know, I'll take care of you. I'll make everything right. You know, how can I help you? And so they agreed to come out for a month. And when I sat with my guide to ask how it would go, she screamed at me and left. And of course I had a belief system that guides are like airy fairy and they're all nice. And that's, they're just here to be all love and light. So I had to look at another guide and be like, Oh my God, you know, and for like two weeks she wasn't back. And I said, what, oh my God, you know, where did she go? Is she ever coming back? And the other guy said, yes, she's coming back, but you're not listening to her. <laughs> you, She is very frustrated even with herself because however she's trying to get you to take these things seriously, you are not. And I very much understood, they weren't trying to shame me, but rather this guidance that she's given me is that important. I'm that important. I'm that important to my own life, to my children's life, to the safety of my home. And because I had a very rebellious archetype, a belief system, um, I was actually letting really dark things into my life because I wasn't taking it seriously. So what does that mean? That means that We do want to learn how our guidance comes to us because there are moments that are going to be very important, if not critical, for us to heed the guidance. Not every single moment, obviously, but there are going to be moments for each of us. And, And due to our free will, due to other archetypes and maybe nervous system behaviors, we can override the guidance out of fear, out of denial, out of, you know, just different human things that can come up for us. And so, for example, there was a time where like there was this chapter in my career where I kept seeing women that were going to get married for like the third, the fourth, the fifth, even the sixth time. And so maybe this was when my fee was rather low so people could come to me with this kind of, you know, not super important questions. Um, But, you know, let's just say like there was like four of them in one month. Oh, you know, am I going to get married again? And, you know, they were dating this guy. And two of them the guides were like, No, you're not and they didn't. But two of them the guidance the guidance said, you know, you you should not, you will <laughs> like the guides were honest, like she's going to marry this guy, but she really shouldn't because there was this internal pattern that she would; they were ready to really heal with her. And if she jumped into just like the sixth marriage, it was just going to be more distraction. And yes, we can we can heal through marriage. We can heal through the performance of, you know, whatever next time we do. But because she had the personality to give him all of her, the internal deep work would not be done. And so I try to say that as eloquently as I can, right? As a psychic, it's really embarrassing. Some of the stuff that comes through our, out of our mouths, right? So I said, uh, it feels like you're going to, but the guidance at this moment would be, it would just be great if you could take a little bit of time for yourself. And she got married like the next month and gave me like a ha ha, I told you so. You know, and it wasn't a ha ha on me because like, I don't care. I don't even know you, <laughs> but really it's kind of like I and and I understood that cuz I kind of can be really rebellious I, especially back then. I could be really rebellious to guidance and like don't tell me I don't tell me no. So it's it's no big deal, but I just thought oh okay, you know, in time she will hopefully take the time and then, and give herself the space to heal these things in us. So that that's the third thing. It's like our free will and as I've integrated and trusted my guidance, you know, if guide, the guides say, buckle up, I buckle up. And I just like, I'm going to go through something. Or before I'd like, ah, I don't really have to. Ah, it's not as bad as you're like making me feel. So I would kind of like not go through the things my spirit was absolutely ready to confront, go through and put in the rearview mirror. I would kind of dick around and do everything but what was at hand. And so Yes, after Joseph, (laughs) I shouldn't say her name. Yes, after my guide left me, I very much listened to everything she said, and and still do, um, because I know that if I'm called to go through something, this is this is what's up, and this is not for torture and not for any other reason other than for freedom, and an enlightened heart, and clarity, and more intimacy with myself, my guidance, and the people that I love. So. Those are the three ways, right? Um, Number one, for yourself personally, there's only so much the guides will let you see because they do want you to get on that boat of life and just keep moving forward and not stop every damn second to ask them what's up. Number two is that when reading for others, it can be a doorway to yourself. A little bit fresher energy, a little bit fresher guides, a little bit maybe clairaudiently, a different voice that you don't normally hear kind of helps you go back to, okay, my guide's voice is different than my thinking voice. It is faster. It is more sarcastic or it is more slow and stoic in my case where I'm kind of hyper and I use kind of loving language. She's not like that at all. And that's where I was like, oh, that's different than my thinking voice. And number three is that we have free will and others have free will. So you can try to predict hundred percent all day long. These three factors will get in your way every single time. So we just want to just a, have a little bit of a sense of humor around our life and guidance. And like, we really want to bring in playful energy with guidance. It can be fun. It is, does not have to be life and death every moment. Um, It can be playful. And it kind of, when we go at it with a playful heart, open heart, um, we're willing to hear and experience our guidance more. It it can be more effervescent than like eh, serious and controlling, and bring out maybe the rebe- you know, rebellious archetype in us. It just open our heart, be playful, and. No, the guides will never let you be 100% right with yourself. They will always keep us humble, like, oh shit, I thought that's how it would go and it didn't. And you know what? This particular subject's not a big deal. So, so what? The guides will absolutely make our intuition and keep us humble because they never want us to have the shroud of everybody comes to us for the 100% right answer. They would never burden us with that shroud over us. We are just having a human experience too. I don't care how talented or how psychic we are in the world. And like me, a teacher of it, they will keep me humble. I will be wrong. I will like, oh, that's interesting, <laughs> you know? And yeah, sometimes most of us out of curiosity, we kind of go see, okay, what was the thing I was missing? Oh, it was that. Maybe it was just free will. Maybe it was like, oh, I was right. But like, that's not for like a couple of years. Oh, okay. I get it, you know? And We just stay playful with it. So the second way of really experiencing our intuition is to have to, to, to bring it out publicly, right? So we have to just all agree. Everybody has intuition. So when you step out with your intuitive hat on, everybody else is wearing one too. So if they come at you like, who who the hell do you think you are? Well, I think I'm you, you know, I think I'm everybody. I think uh, like everybody has emotions. Everybody has intuition. So that's who I think I am. Um, and then the second sort of knowing is there's, you know, some people don't, they want to pretend they don't have emotions. And so some people want to pretend they don't have intuition and let it be, you know, that's okay for them. I want to know what kind of feelings I'm feeling. I want to know what kind of feelings my family's feeling. and I want to have some skills and tools to deal with my own and to deal with my family so that we can just stay here, right here, right now and conscious and in this moment of life together. So that, that matters to me. Some people, they don't prioritize that stuff. So it's okay. That's their business, right? So a really like the first step would be to play with your intuition with family and friends. The caveat here is only family and friends that are respectful. Because like if I shared something with my sister, she would work hard to prove me wrong, you know, so we don't want to share or like, go after you for like, I'm going to take you off your pedestal or this competent, you know, competition bullshit around intuition is absolutely ridiculous. So we don't share this part of ourselves with people that would compete and or try to, you know, do everything but validate intuition. So if we've got friends who we're having coffee with and we're like, ooh, you know, they're telling us maybe a story about their son. That's the little moment we take where I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling like this will work out great for him. Or like, I'm feeling like that will probably work out in about two years. So that's how we we start playing with our intuition. We bring it into conversations with real lightheartedness. Like this is what I'm kind of getting around it you know, let me know how it turns out or just really playful or with a family member. um, Oh, I'm, you know, I would keep everything I got to myself to myself, especially in like my late teens and early 20s. Like I would not tell you nothing that I was getting right. So maybe if a family member is like dating a new guy, and they actually asked me to my face, like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, this guy is lying to you. That really hurts their feelings, of course. But I felt like I just can't bullshit here. I needed to tell you what I felt. And sure enough, like the guy turned out to be married and like a priest and like all these extra things that my family member just had no idea. So what, you know, that can happen once we start integrating kind of, we can be really, really ready for those harder conversations. But, you know, maybe with our spouses, I know that can also be kind of challenging because, There can be some like, you know, competition-y stuff there, but we can be playful. Like, I think, you know, this will work out for you in this time, you know, and we can ask for a timeline. Um, What's my feeling on that? Does that feel good? Does that feel scary? Does that feel now? Does that feel later? You know, what are the images you see around some things that you get with your partner or your kids? Um... So that's how we start bringing intuition into the dialect of our family and friends. We just kind of say what we, we, you know, we take the moment to tune in, we check on what Claire we're getting and we speak it out loud. That's really important. Um, the second way we could do that is through sort of our global community when we you know whether it be an election or a politician or a an event that we are all kind of reading as humans we're constantly quote unquote reading the news it's not just what the article says but like what's the deeper truth behind what's going on here and Those are things that you can share with trusted friends and family, or you can just make note of yourself. You can be like, I feel like this is going to be okay. And they're all saying it's going to be shit, but I feel like we're going to be all right. And so you just like really know that about yourself. What are you getting when we are discussing the global communities and things that happen within them? And then the third way to really, I mean, this will take you from zero to a hundred quickly because you have to be vulnerable. Your ass has to be on the line. This information comes through you and out of your mouth. So there's an escalated sense of responsibility that people that don't do this step, they don't get to because there's this whole new level of vulnerability when you use your intuition publicly. Yes. Right. So you take clients or you do workshops or like I did in the early days, I did ask medium shows where my ass was on the line for 15 people and I read every single member of the show. Uh, So that really put my ass on the line. And that, I mean, you can't tell me I'm not intuitive when I just put myself in front of 15 people that paid a special fee to get read in front of everybody. It was terrifying. And it was one of the most rewarding things I could have done early in my career because I proved to myself over and over and over again. So again, Um, This is just something nobody can hand you. You know, sometimes I have students that come with me and they're using their intuition. Things are coming out as predicted. They're trusting that birth guide. They're seeing the spirits. They're knowing how to interact. They know how to start asking questions so that something doesn't just happen. They don't know what to do. The next step is like, you have to start taking clients at some point. And then they look to me to give them clients and I can't. I just... I definitely do refer people and I'm so grateful when students are ready for that. But that is just something that even I can't hand you. Um, that vulnerability of just saying yes. And for a half an hour or however long you get what you get and you're vulnerable and your heart's open and we're humble and we just do our best. And we don't have a lot of control around what happens but we learn how to gain control over the course of doing this. I always say being a medium, being a psychic medium is like being a a conductor. And there's all these spirits that step up and you get to decide, okay, you know, trumpet steps forward first. Oh, I hear flute. So come on, you come forward and you stand here. Or maybe the flute steps over and I need a little bit more, um, you know, clarinet or whatever. You, You get to become the conductor. But like with any conductor, you have to know what the, instruments you're dealing with are. What kind of spirit is this? Is it a ghost? Is this a family member? Is this a friend? Oh my God. It's just like, a random ghost and we're back in the 1800s. So let me deal with that before I have my client, you know, cause she, it means nothing to her. Maybe there is a ghost attached to the client. That's not even a family or a friend. They just happen to attach because they like the person, but they're ready to transition into heaven. And you're called upon to just set the intention and ask heaven to come for this spirit. So there are lots of different things that come up that no one can prepare you for. Um, I can tell you what can come up, but you have to put yourself in the situation of learning along the way. And that's not something anybody can do for you. You earn that through the vulnerability, through saying yes, and through that, that time you spend really working with your intuition and with the spiritual realities of others. So that's by far the most exciting and the most terrifying. And has way more bang for its buck, if that's the right way to say it. And of course, it's a very American thing to say. <laughs> so as we wrap up, let's just talk quickly about the five steps to get you there, to get you to that X factor every single day. And the first one is to read yourself, read others, read global community, read your children, you know, just have an interest in what are my Claire's giving me feedback on? um my son is smiling but he feels sad you know so sort of explore that clairsentience you can ask uh, you know the guides questions clairaudiently but you use your clairs to read the particular situation number two is to speak what you get out loud like oh my son's smiling but he feels scared you know so you oh he feels scared and you say that out loud and Maybe if you feel like it, you can ask him, but maybe these are things you just want to kind of know internally until you get a little bit more confident in your guidance. Um, I would probably just approach in the moment, but that's just me. And number three, and that maybe would be step three, would be to go to him and say, Hey, buddy, you know, you're feeling a little afraid of anything. And at first they're like, Oh God, no, I'm fine. You know, then maybe they're like, Oh my God, I have a speech today. I'm kind of freaking out actually. You know, I, I love to talk. I love debate, but I feel scared. That could be like, Oh yeah, that's what I was feeling. You know, so those are ways where you connect the dots for yourself. And then you can actually open up all these dialogues with the people that you love. And the fourth step is a really critical, critical step is to go and record that in a journal. I call that, you know, your map or your journal of evidence. These are ways where we can take our guidance for granted because it happens so easily sometimes and it happens so fast. And then there can be so many of them throughout the day. Oh. <sighs> we forget to write them down. And then, you know, maybe a month's passed and we're like, God, I don't know. I, I didn't really get much this month. You know, meanwhile, if you journal it, you just, your jaw would drop with how sensitive, how intuitive, how psychic you are. And by the way, you're probably a medium as well. And so that fourth step is journaling, creating that evidential map it is so important for you to look back on and go, wow, look at what all this information that I got this month right? And the fifth is just to repeat over and over again. Read, speak it out loud, get evidence or validation, record it and do it over and over and over again. And in no time, you're going to have all of this evidence and you're going to know how your guidance, your intuition connects and communicates with you. So those are the five steps to get you to that X factor, right? The X factor to trusting your intuition and the five steps to get you there. So I'm excited for you. Remember, there's two ways to use your intuition personally and publicly. And there's those five steps to really texturally Get in there and use that intuition. And that all comes back to knowing which Claire you are using, in fact. So this is, uh, I believe, the last uh, podcast for the year. I am putting together a little Christmas Eve special. So look for that. Um, just a, it'll, it'll be just something small, but I just will want to let you know that I'm thinking of you. And I've just enjoyed all of the feedback that I've gotten over the last year, all the connections, all of the celebrations of what this podcast has meant to you. We haven't done an Ask Kate for a while because they are um, building up. And again, if you haven't asked Kate, just go ahead in the show notes. There's an Ask Kate link. And this is where you can ask me anything on intuition you know, how it works, what things are coming up for you, you know, how I can give you a tip or a tool to uh, troubleshoot the things that you're struggling with your intuition with. Thank you to all of you who have reached out with a comment or hit me up personally on my website. And thank you so much for those of you that are reading the Be Guided and Be Great book. And um, I would just love it if we could all get into the habit of maybe going to Amazon and giving me a review or even reviewing this podcast. Um, If you go to katesinclair.com and the show notes on this particular episode, I believe I have a link. Or you two can go to Apple, and I'd just love to have you rate and review this podcast because we we want to make sure that other sensitives know that this is a place where they can go to be supported and encouraged, and just learn a thing or two about this wonderful gift that they have as well. So for the rest of the year, I'm just thinking about you and hoping that you had a wonderful year. And I look forward to 2023, and I hope you do as well. So I'll see you on the other side. In the meantime, Merry Christmas, Happy holidays and happy new year to you all take care bye-bye if you're interested in finding out which is the strongest claire in you go to my website at katesaint and take the quiz which claire are you until next time remember it's your birthright to be guided and be great